Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Well, treatment for cocaine use among young people in Ireland has increased by 171% between 2011 and 2019. And this is according to a new report from the Health Research Board. And it found that emergencies caused by drink and drug taking among young people, they're on the rise, with alarming spikes, um, spike in cases involving cocaine in particular. And Ireland now has the second highest proportion in Europe. This is of 15 to 24-year-olds who've used cocaine in ecstasy. And we're asking people today, just how big of a problem is it in your locality? Uh, Michael is with us on the line today. Michael, you're a taxi driver. Um, How widespread is cocaine? Like, what do you see? Good afternoon, Andrea. Yeah, it's, 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 uh, it's gone mad. I mean, the amount of times that you're, you're, you're picking up people, young people, not so young people even, and you get, they pay you a tenner and it's all rolled up. And you, 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 you know, you open it out, just put it in your pocket and there's all white powder falling off it. And you know, you're just, you're kind of going, oh, you're trying to wash your hands then not to have it in the car and stuff. And, like chaps in the back now and girls are just talking you know we have to get a bag and have you got a bag and did you get Johnny to get a bag or me to get a bag and it's just I don't know it's just epidemic levels at the moment and I see Kieran Carey there a couple of months ago you know the well known Limerick Horler he said in, now I don't know but he said in the GA that was, it was rampant as well But when you're just like you're in the business of you know transporting people around and you're doing that on a daily basis Michael, and it's that you, it's that widespread. You say in terms of what you physically, your the transactions, the financial transaction that you have to deal with in the car and what you hear in the back seat. Yeah, yeah, just just that other evening there, I had two chaps talking, and they were just like chatting away in the back. And it doesn't matter to me, you know what I mean? It's none of my business. But they were talking. You know, have you got a bag? And we need we need to get another bag. And you know, can you ring this one and get a bag? And it's like. I'm not into the slang, but I know what a bag, a bag, it's a bag of cocaine. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's what, uh, I mean, it's, it's, it's just, and they're just chatting away in the back of the car and I'm sitting there and I'm just thinking, like, they don't, they don't seem to mind, you know what I mean? They don't pay any heed to the fact that you're there in the front and you can hear all of this? No, they don't, no, they don't, not, not at all, no, no, like, you know, I suppose, you know, in taxis, you know, you're, you're running here and you're running there and you're picking up, even, even a couple of months back, someone asked me, uh, he had it in the back of the car and he asked me, could he key it? I wasn't 100% sure and I said to him, no, not really. I said, and by the way, what do you mean by key? He said, no, I just put it on my key and sniff it. I said, not a hope. Not in my car, please, no. In the back of the car and he asked you, could he do that? Could he key it, yeah? Because I, I wasn't 100% sure what key it was because I'm not really into the into the slang, but that's, that's what he said to me, can I key it? I said, no, no, not a hope. I said, well, what is that anyway? He said, I just put it in my key and I sniff it. I said, oh, geez, not a hope. No, please, no. And is that common, Michael? A couple, a couple of times it's ever happening to me, yeah. Right. Uh, 53106 is the number if, if you want to get in touch with us because I suppose, well, that's what we want to hear because like anecdotally, Michael, any time we, we talk about this um, on the show and, and even actually we were talking about a separate issue about public spaces and that yesterday in the programme and there was loads of messages and texts that came in and people talking about drug use and cocaine use, you know, like qu- quite visible and in, and, and in very public spaces. Um but I suppose that's what we want to hear today is actually just how prevalent is this. Damien is on the line too, Michael. Um, Damien, why did you get in touch on this? Uh, yes, uh, good afternoon. Well, uh, I'm a, a business owner. Um, I own a HR consultancy firm called HR Buddy and we work as a, an outsourced HR consultancy option 
for small and medium-sized businesses throughout the country. Now, I have been bringing up this uh, issue and topic over the last number of weeks because what I have noticed in my work is a very big, I suppose, rising issue with uh, drugs and the behaviours of workers inside in the workplace. And it's become a big problem now in workplaces. And we've started to see a rise, I suppose, of queries coming across uh, our desk uh, with regards to dealing with the problem of how individuals are behaving at work. And I suppose in the way that they're communicating and engaging with work colleagues, I suppose in the inconsistency of their performance, erratic behaviours and so on, and anxiety uh, being shown. And it's been linked back, I suppose, to substance abuse and a rise in substance abuse. And cocaine has often uh, been mentioned. And even recently, uh, a month or two ago, I even dealt with uh, an issue or a query from an employer who had been approached by one of his workers and asked for a loan um, and the employee actually openly admitted to him that it was to feed uh, a, uh, his problem of having a cocaine habit, um, which left the, the employer gobsmacked. So I suppose the research uh, that we saw released this morning mm. is telling us that there is a very big societal problem. Uh, drug taking is seen now as a lifestyle choice, but it is having very real impacts in people's uh, behaviour and it is finding its way into workplaces. So this is employers are getting in touch with you because of how prevalent this is on the, you know on, on the office floor or in terms of the the behaviour of some staff and like, like Damien, what do you say to what is the advice I suppose to employers? Well, um, obviously it's it's a tricky situation to deal with, but the main thing from the employer's perspective is if you look at the way in uh, I suppose how this originally rears its head, it's usually a work colleague, you know, so it's a work colleague of the individual uh, who has a grievance with regards to how that individual who uh, you know may be drug taking and their behaviour has changed uh, in the way that they're behaving towards their work colleague, and then uh, a work colleague is raising that with management or with the the uh, employer. And I suppose originally you're looking at performance issues or uh, misconduct issues having to be dealt with. But I think it's very important that workplaces now realise that this is a real issue and go back to training and educating their staff um, and clearly setting out in their you know, staff handbooks and employment contracts with regards to their culture to uh, substance abuse and alcohol and so on because um, you know absenteeism is on the rise. So this is how it's rearing its head. So it's very important that that workplaces set out clear guidelines on their policies and, and, and try to create, I suppose, a positive culture of learning and education to all employees. Um, because if you look at the research, I mean, there's some quite frightening statistics in the research that was mm. released this morning. I mean, 15 to 24-year-olds, nearly one-third have experimented uh, with drug-taking. Um, we're now the, the, the second highest uh, country in Europe just behind the UK with regards to uh, cocaine use and cocaine use has travelled in Ireland over the past 20 years so obviously that's finding its way into normal everyday activities like working life so there needs to be policies and procedures in place in workplaces uh, from employers um, and I suppose there needs to be training and education to all the workforce with regards to the warning signs of substance abuse because it's a very clear health and safety issue and it impacts on everyone in the workplace. Just looking through this, the figures, it was a, nearly a 200 plus page report that was out, uh, Damien, and I know you mentioned some of the stats there, but like 
there's over 80%. It's an 83% rise in cocaine-related hospital emergencies. There's a 26% increase in hospitalizations then when people do present at the emergency room for drug use. And I mentioned at the outset that figure of a 171% increase in cases of young people who are now receiving treatment for cocaine use between 2011 and 2019. Like, of all of the kind of things and issues and, and obstacles that present themselves um, to you, Damien, and, and I'm sure many others in, in the HR arena, is this, like, is this a relatively new problem? I would say it's something um, which is becoming an awful lot more common. Um, and I think especially over the last few months since we've seen people go back into the workplace, you, uh, we've seen a rise in, I suppose, mentions of drug-related issues with workers in regards to performance and confidence and so on. Now, it's interesting that uh, it also happens in the home and remote working environment. And I think maybe, uh, I suppose, there may be a case there where an individual finds it easier to hide uh, substance abuse issues, but it's still impacting upon their working relationships and their communication and their engagement with work uh, in the same way. And I suppose, you know, the the very unfortunate uh, thing is this is real, this is happening, but I think we need to be, uh, I suppose, have a positive and proactive approach in dealing with it. I think, you know, workplaces need to be open and set about a culture um, I suppose, of engagement, of supporting employees as well, because mm. I, I have dealt with uh, experiences, I suppose, of employees having substance abuse issues and the employer having a proactive approach in that way, giving the uh, uh, the employee time, I suppose, to get support. And when they have got that support, they have come back very positive, positively back into the workplace afterwards. Okay. Um, I suppose we can't bury our head in the sand on this issue we need to deal with it up front and be open on it and, and maybe we can achieve some positive results um, because it's a real problem and it's there yeah. and it's not going away. Just some of the texts on this. Uh, this listener says, I own a rural pub and I've seen a marked increase of drug abuse over the past couple of years and it's right across all age groups. I actually used to run a number of nightclubs for years and I never thought I'd see it as rampant in rural areas, but it's absolutely everywhere, says this texter. Another listener says, from somebody in the construction trade, I can say it's absolutely widespread in the sector. I can faster count the people who don't take it um, versus those um, who who do. Madness. Um, yeah, we'll it's such a casual drug, says this. Go on ahead. Sorry, I'm just on, 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 the, on the pub scene that you're saying, like I know lads that own pubs and now every night they will put um, Vaseline, petroleum jelly, whatever you want to call it, on the cistern so you can't sniff it off it. Uh, Kieran Carey, who's a former Limerick All Star, um, is on the line as well. Kieran, I suppose off the pitch, you're involved in the in the My Move counselling and addiction services. Um, does what we're talking about today does that ring true with your experience in your in, in your professional role? Good afternoon, Andre. Yeah. Re- really enjoying listening, and and I suppose everybody is given given a nice bit of reality therapy. Yeah, and what was coming to me while I was listening, you know, addiction by nature. It has no boundaries, whether you're male, female, whether you're 19 or 18, up to early 60s or early 70s, believe it or not. And everything that was said there, I could echo uh, in relation to the keys. You know, I'm, I'm hearing all that on a daily basis. And, you know, when I was looking at the figures there, you know, 170%, you know, of the people who presented from 2011 to 2019, I'd probably suggest that that number is far more greater 
if you take into consideration the people who are still in active addiction uh, don't realize it, probably manipulating themselves, that they're not as bad as anybody else and are probably deluded. So I'd say that 170 is probably a lot higher figure mm. in reality. Well, that's that's just those, Kieran, as you said, that's just those that are actually getting treatment. That's my point. That's yeah. the point I'm making. And I know they picked 15 to 24, right, which is fine. They could very easily pick 24 to 35 and they could very easy also go from 35 to 45. You know, cocaine in reality at the moment is decorated in every community in this country. What's the, what's the solution to addressing it, given the this latest report, Kieran? when you look at the numbers presenting in emergency departments and hospitalisations and then subsequently treatment? Yeah, and I suppose I twigged this myself personally. I'm working in the field for about 14 years and I kind of just saw a bit of a change in the trends back in 2015, right? And it's 2022 now. And, you know, and, and we're not even talking of the COVID for the last two years. That is yet to highlight itself. Yeah, and we're doing presentations, actually, in uh, a lot of communities and a lot of J-clubs for the last, I suppose, two years on a Friday night. And I'm often asked the question, what can one do to educate? Do you go into secondary schools or do you go into factories? I suppose my own personal opinion, and I have to state here now, Andre, this isn't the gospel in accordance to Kieran. I suppose where I'm coming from here is for the last 12 years working on it. And I suppose your, your greatest chance anyway is at home with your schooling within your own castle and your own and your own family. But after that, I believe, I think possibly sixth class up would need a serious education in around addiction coupled with mental health because both of them are hand in hand either way. Okay, so you think even at the, so that's about what, about 12, Kieran, Sixth class in primary school? Yeah, yeah, and I've gone into a lot of the schools, the secondary schools as well the last number of years and, you know, they have their own issue with with the vape but they're putting kind of cannabis liquid into it and, you know, and there's that first year is doing it and you know you, your class before first year is sixth class so I think in around that area possibly where you need to probably strike and I suppose strike early when they're that I suppose at that age group mm. Stay with us Kieran. a caller here actually the number is 1800 453 if you want to join us George is on the line George well what point did you want to make about this? I, I the point I wanted to make was this is is common business of drug taking, particularly in employment situations. And my, th- my feeling is that the only way around it, or to, to kind of police it, is to actually introduce random blood testing. Now, I know they have it in CIE, and they have it possibly in the guards, but I think it should be introduced generally, because particularly if there's machinery involved, to have somebody going around stoned out of their heads is not nice if you have to work with them. You know, I had the experience of a guy coming in, and like, with drink, you can smell it, you know. With drugs, you can't. You can just see the way they're acting. Now, I've seen it in swimming pools. I've seen it, you know, it's 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 rampant. Okay. And I think we the only way to actually do anything about it is, well, particularly in employment situations, is to introduce some sort of blood testing. And, and make that a condition of employment. Okay. Well, stay with us, George, because Damien, like you're, you work in the in the the, the HR field. I mean, w- would this be workable? And would it be something that would be welcomed? Do you think by employers? Well, uh, actually, it's it, it, it's very interesting, uh, George's point there. I suppose if we go to employment law as it currently stands, uh, an employer can't enforce an employee uh, to partake in, in mandatory 
drug testing or blood testing uh, and so on. So um, if an employee wants to refuse, they can. Um, if you go back to the antigen testing that was done during COVID, it was a similar situation. Uh, you know, the employers uh, maybe bought in uh, antigen testing in the workplace, but they, they couldn't enforce it if the employee wasn't uh, in agreement with it. Now, if the employee is in agreement to it in the contract of employment and it's included as part of the contract of employment, uh, well, then the employee agrees to it. So the employer can involve it in that scenario. But I think that there is a question there uh, with regards to employment law and whether the government could help employers um, in with a tweak or a change in employment law, mm. which would make drug testing mandatory in the workplace. Okay. Um, because, as I said, it's a big problem in the workplace. If you look at, you know, our hurlers, amateur hurlers and footballers, men and women and uh, amateur Olympians and so on, they're drug tested. So should it be allowed for in law that professionals in the workplaces can be drug tested uh, by their employer? And I think that's a very interesting question. Yeah. Well, would you su- w- be yeah. Would you support that, Kieran? Would you be yeah, and, and what, what tends to happen at, at inter-county level about hurling the football? You know, obviously whatever counties are participating, uh, the organisation would probably contact them about a fortnight beforehand and just mark the cards that there's going to be four players that will be tested today and it's usually two players from each squad. Yeah, and, and that is, as, and, and I suppose the GPA, Gaelic Players Association, rolled that out on behalf in conjunction with the GA. Yeah, and, and, and I suppose, Andrew, everybody has to take a bit of responsibility around this because, you know, addiction doesn't take bank holidays and it ain't going to go away. Mm-hmm. And I suppose everybody's duty-bound, whether it's the workplace or in the community, to be proactive uh, whether it's holding workshops or educating people or, uh, you know, everybody needs to kind of, you know, tug the wheel here and support everybody in it because, as I said, you know, it ain't going away and it, it appears to be around and it's going to be around for a while. So whatever works and whatever helps it going forward, I'd be open-minded for that. Yeah, I see funny, when, when George mentioned that point about the random drug testing, there's actually there's a lot of texts in from people uh, wondering about whether or not that is something that could be deployed around workplaces. But as you pointed out, Damien, it would, it would require change to legislation. Maybe that's where it's at. Maybe that's something government you know, might need to look at, given the, the findings, these stats in this report, 220-odd pages um, of fairly grim reading out today. Um, 53106 was the number. That's what we want to hear from people today. Like, would it be something you'd support? Would you like to see the one-off random uh, drug testing in, in workplaces by employers around the country? You can call us either 1800 453 106. Uh, Damien, Michael, George and uh, Kieran. thanks a million to you all for joining us here on Lunchtime Live today. We will come back to this actually because I see there's more and more people looking to get in touch with us. So we will come back to this uh, in the next hour as well. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Brought to you by Avant Money. Weekdays at midday on News Talk.